0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhardt and with Real Producers. And today we're going to be talking with Josh Lund, who is branch manager of Gold Star Mortgage Financial Group. Uh, Gold Star Mortgage Financial Group is a value partner with Real Producers. Fun fact, um, Josh is actually one of the first uh, value partners within the Southwest Florida Wheel Producers. He's been involved with uh, up in the Twin Cities um, as well. And so it's it's great to have you down here in Southwest Florida and great to, uh, to have you here on the podcast. Of
1: course. Okay. Well, thanks for having us, of course. Um, having me anyways. <laughs> and um, I really like it because I, I remember that. I was like the OG. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like one of the OGs.
0: It was back when, when VentureX wasn't even here and right. we met at a first watch and... Yeah, that was crazy. Crazy how things have evolved. So um, give a little backstory who Josh is. Josh actually is an uh, impressive 20 years of experience uh, when it comes to mortgage. Um, He's been in the mortgage industry. Um, He's originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, something we have in common. Um, I don't know why you're still up in the cold, but uh, that's why he's down here. So he decided to move down to Florida about six years ago with his wife and four children. Um, And over the two decades of uh, being in the industry, um, he's actually been notoriously known uh, as a lender who other lenders go to when they have kind of difficult transactions. His tagline is, call the lender that other lenders call to get deals done. That's so it. That's we're it. excited. Um, definitely going to be kind of talking about uh, mortgage um, but we're going to talking about local housing trends, predictions kind of in the future and everything in between. Um, you know, you have some vast um, different portfolios of different things you're doing, um, even cl- including some stuff out in Vegas. So there's some cool things that we're going to be discussing today. So yep. so welcome. Um, there's a couple things and a couple people that have asked questions in regards to mortgage that, um, is still, people are not understanding quite, or they are fudging the numbers. Um, can you kind of just give it to the readers digest and the listeners, um, the answer to this question of like, what's the difference between this whole gross and net income when it comes to applying for a mortgage? Cause people think, Oh, I can apply for this because of this income, but really what it's not correct. Can you kind of guide people, um, yep. so that they, Probably are coming to you a little bit more prepared.
1: Always, always. That's a great question, honestly. And that's a great way to start off the conversation, right? Because we do get that question a lot, right? So, gross income, of course, everyone knows gross income is what you make prior to or before taxes, right? Mm-hmm. And net income, of course, is what you take home, right? Mm-hmm. Your cash in your pocket, right? So, we do underwrite or we do look at, we qualify you as a home buyer. When I say you, you're a home buyer. Or refinance, whatever you are, you're a you know, borrower. And the borrower, we qualify you off of your gross income. We do. So the the before tax income, or if you're self-employed, you're before, you know, well, I shouldn't say that, sorry. The net income, of course, mm-hmm. of any self-employed, because of course you have all your write-offs when you're self-employed. But right. And when you're a W-2 or pay stub borrower, you mm-hmm. know, with a normal job, I always say normal job just because you have a normal 40 hour work week, right? A little bit more reliable. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Those are all your gross, your gross bar, you know, your gross income. So yes, of course. So that's usually the difference. I mean, we could spend, you know, 45 minutes talking about details, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that's usually the details. I mean, the biggest question we have is, you know, I take home four grand a month. What do I qualify for? Well, we don't care what you take home. Honestly, we care about what,
0: what's your salary? Well, exactly. What was the offer letter exactly. or whatever it whatever was? Whatever your hour, hourly
1: yep. wages are. Exactly.
0: Interesting. So yep. so pretty much if you're not self-employed, uh, figure out, you know, and which you should already know, it's the your acceptance letter or offer exactly. letter that you got um, or the hour that, that you're currently then making or whatever and, and figure that out on an annual basis and that's what you need. Yep. But you're saying if you're a business owner, it's actually more or less what the business is taking in. And and correct me if I'm wrong because uh, I know obviously myself uh, being a business owner um there's some time restraints right yep. um, wh- what's the details on that totally get it right so time restraints what you're talking
1: about is usually what we look at for us anyways what we always look at is your last two years tax returns right? Two years, right right so that's what we're really looking at is your last two years tax mm-hmm. returns so we don't care about this year mm-hmm. like so like for example 2022 we're in right now yep. right i care about 2021 and 2020's taxes awesome. right yep. but we have a hard time with that because think about a lot of people mm-hmm. a lot of people that were doing covid yeah. they didn't work in yeah. 2020 right especially w i mean sorry yeah. especially self-employed borrowers they took yeah. the the hardest brunt of it right so yeah. um it's hard it's really hard right now for self-employed borrowers yeah. it really is
0: so there's some kind some some workarounds but that's the very generic Correct. answer right that's the right. cookie cutter answer yep. that you you know that kind of will guide you in the right direction yep. obviously you know reach out to someone right that can guide you in the right path totally. down the right path uh, to answer the question. so Oh, 2020, it was a, it was a, obviously a crazy market. Now we've obviously benefited greatly. Um, all of us being in, in real estate in some way, some fashion. Um, so what's kind of, what's kind of going on up in Minneapolis, man. I, I grew up up there, uh, in Wisconsin, but like right on the border. I mean, I, I went to everything Minneapolis, flew right. out of MSP, but I technically did live in Wisconsin. Right. Um, uh, it's changed a lot. You know, I I went to school up in North Dakota, but like all my friends are really in Minneapolis. It's the hub Right? Can you give us up to speed? What's going on, man? Dude, I
1: know, right? I mean, so we watch this all the time. We, I mean, you guys, everyone know we became like the center of the world for like racial injustice. And yeah, all that, Right. Obviously, a lot going on. A lot of going on. So anyway, so we, me and one of my friends, right? Let's jump into something that's like a little bit more fun, right? Yeah. Because of Minneapolis. Yeah. So one of me and my friends, we like to smoke cigars, right? Mm-hmm. And during COVID, like the height of COVID, the beginning of COVID, um, we thought to, we thought to we talked to each other and said, "Hey, there's got to be a place we can go." to smoke cigars and maybe have a cocktail like in March of 2020. Mm. And of course there wasn't. So of course, yeah, of course not. Everything was really closed. Right. Yeah. But we thought like, maybe there's not, no, it was really closed. So anyways, so we thought we, we started talking, of course, after a couple of drinks and said, Hey, do you want to open a cigar club? I'm like, are you serious are you being for real right now he's like kinda so uh it was easy to find a place you know because minneapolis <laughs> yeah a b COVID, right yeah so it's pretty easy to find a location downtown yeah. minneapolis so we rented this four thousand square foot old brick building that's super great historic you know and um, for a year and a half now we've had the hemingway social yeah so it's super fun so i've just, been seeing about uh, it.
0: i haven't been up there I yet, know it's super fun so yeah it's co- awesome
1: cocktails cigars um, a fun little thing that we got going on the side besides mortgage world, right? Yeah,
0: so, no, that's super cool. Super cool. Um, it sounds, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. You probably build a lot of relationships to it. Totally. I know we, we talk on all this podcast of how critical it is with these realtors and people that relationships are important. Well, Hey, if you can find a commonality, which is maybe, you know, cigars, cause I know that's a, a common thing. And you know, now you have a, a place to, to gather yeah, and, come and to hang my club. out. That's, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so well, good. well, what kind of, um, what's going on, do you think, in the market up there? You know, is it, right. I mean, here in Southwest Florida, as you obviously know, doing mortgages down here and up there. Yeah. It's crazy, right? The market is insane. Everyone's coming down to Florida yep. due to X, Y, and Z reasons. Um, how is it up in the Midwest? Great question. I get that question a lot because we
1: lend, I lend all over the country, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just to answer that, so Minneapolis is just as busy as Florida, Southwest Florida, or anywhere, but it's Florida. cold.
0: How can it be that I don't? That's a great
1: question, right? <laughs> I don't know. I guess we have good schools. They always say I, I don't know. But anyway, so um, but we lend all over, right? So you wouldn't believe. So yeah. just last month, I helped one of the Las Vegas Knights professional hockey players. Okay, with his mortgage um, in Vegas, he bought a house in Vegas. I had to help him with his with his loan. A lot of people ask, why does he need a mortgage? It's another story, right? It's a whole podcast that could be right. Um, and I just one of my friends moved from Vegas to New Orleans. He just bought a house just two weeks ago. Closed. Ryan is his name, and mm-hmm. so we lend all over. So I'm. the reason why I bring all that up is, it's big and hot everywhere. Right. I mean, I'm talking about just six months ago, I did a deal in Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and just I, I should, you know, it was it was busy. You know, it's busy there too. And the reason why I know is. I had to write seven pre-approval letters for you know seven different houses. <laughs> yeah. Because they're making offer, making offer, making it's offer. It's that competitive. Yes, everywhere. It's not just here. Except New York. No chance. Pro- <laughs> probably not. You're probably right. You're that, probably one, right. that one. That no, one. Maybe not. But right. yeah. yeah. Or Idaho. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe there's a. I don't know. I'd,
0: I'd go out there right now. Probably <laughs> peace and quiet. You're so. probably right. Wait, wait, wait. So I, I see you. Obviously, we're connected. Uh, I still don't know, and I haven't asked yet. So I, I want to take this time to ask what's going on in Vegas, right? I, I was there uh, not too long ago for a bachelor party. I saw and that. I saw yeah. That. And, it, you know, Vegas is obviously awesome, um, right. but you're doing something out there. What, what are you doing out there?
1: Great question. So um, me and a couple guys from the Hemingway social, right? Yeah. Um, we just, one of the guys is brainchild. It wasn't my idea. Right. But yeah. he wanted to partner with, you know, some financial backing. Right. Yep. So he asked me to say, Hey, listen, we have a contract with resorts world. And resorts, if you don't know what Resorts World is, about six months ago, eight months ago, they opened.
0: Yeah, it's big.
1: Yeah, $4.5 billion resort. Yeah. Gorgeous. And we have the exclusive contract to have the car rental company there, and we only rent Teslas. So it's evolvecarrentals.com is our website. So we're up and running, right? And we've got 15 cars on the ground at Resorts World right now. We're looking for other resorts. So if anyone's listening that's got an inn in another Vegas resort, <laughs> call me up. Yeah. Uh, right. Call Josh right, right. right. Exactly. Um, but no, that's great. And the biggest thing is, too, with Elon Musk, he's digging tunnels right now underneath Vegas at as we speak. Like legitimately. He owns a company called Ready for This? The Boring Company. Yeah. Which, which, right? which I know about. That's a real yeah, thing. That's
0: right? the flamethrower one and exactly, everything. Yep, yep.
1: Yep. So he's digging with. The boring company, right now, underneath Vegas. It's not like speculation; it's happening now. And the only, win it, the
0: only way to get in these tunnels is with a Tesla.
1: And we have the, the rentals, you know, at Resorts World. So if you want, wait, wait,
0: wait, why, why, why is Elon digging a tunnel? I don't know, but I do know Vegas. it's
1: it's totally for re- to you know alleviate traffic off of the strip, right? So um, there's going to be like 15 stations underground at each like big mega resort. And Resorts World is number one for real. So it's right now it's get at the convention center. Resorts World is the first stop. If you know where Vegas at all, resorts World's on the north end of the strip, mm-hmm. right across from the wind, right mm-hmm. by Trump's mm-hmm. tower, right? Mm-hmm. So um convention centers up on the north. Resorts world's the first stop for the tunnel. So the ah. tunnel's already done from the convention center to resorts world. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's gonna be great. So the cars are on the ground. So go mm-hmm. rent a car, and when next time you're in Vegas, there you go.
0: Awesome name drop, Josh. Long. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so with the market, um, you know, every single person loves to ask anyone that's involved in the market uh, what's gonna happen. Okay. Right. So, what what are your predictions? And, you know, uh, the reason I wanted to ask you is you obviously went through not only a pandemic of COVID, you've also, de- you went through a pandemic in the Minneapolis area, yep. you know, with what's going on in, in, in the racial kind mm-hmm. of realm of things yeah. and, and what happened there, you know, it started a huge movement over across the, the nation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the hub in Minneapolis and it, it really was detrimental to everything. I mean, I saw a couple of your posts and stories you know, boarded up everything and whatnot and mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a lot of friends to hear it, uh, hearing about it and, and how it's really unsafe and different things like that. So you've gone through a couple different pandemics but you also are working around in vegas and different places like that so you know talking with a lot of people when you're smoking cigars and stuff like that um that are very influential people what are your predictions great question i do get that question a lot honestly and it's not just from people in
1: our industry it's clients Mm -hmm. it's people outside of our industry people you know that sell cars they're Mm -hmm. they're asking us because i think their business course coincides with like ours right so anyways long story short is you know, and I was even in the business, of course, during 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, you know, when you were still, you know, probably in middle school, right? Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was, <laughs> unfortunately, 08. Um, so, 08 was a massive, of course, you know, we had a housing bubble, right? Massive. And it affected, especially, Southwest Florida mm-hmm. tremendously. Yep. And I honestly, I mean, this isn't just me speculating because I'm in this industry. I really don't see a massive bubble or mm-hmm. a massive meltdown of anywhere mm-hmm. because of the fact it's so much different than it was like in 08. Right. So much different. And when I say it's so much different, every loan we're doing now versus like 2008 when every, anyone could get a loan. every
0: And they could get as many as they wanted. Correct.
1: Right. Even if you were in middle school, <laughs> you know, apply. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you're approved. Right? Half a million yeah. right there. <laughs> exactly. So long story short, we don't see that anymore. Every right. deal we do is a lot of money down or cash. Mm-hmm. And there's all these people that are doing Airbnbs and VRBOs now that wasn't They're a-
0: generating the correct. cash. Correct. Yeah. And it
1: was, that wasn't a thing back in 2008, yeah right so and a lot of people are buying those and they're putting a lot of money down so it's a different world than it was in 08 so i don't see it slowing down
0: in 08 none, no one that was getting the the loans were credited right they, they just were getting them and Correct. you know you guys were kind of handing them out like candy yep. where in now it's like you guys are doing your research because you time. don't want that to happen obviously that right. impacted you guys the most Correct. right exactly so it's like you guys don't want that to happen so you yep. guys are obviously taking the due diligence or taking the time to do the due diligence exactly so, that makes sense yep. so you know you so you're saying it's not gonna be a bubble but the famous thing I hear right now is is it gonna go up or do you think it's kind of gonna trend down like it's, it's- they're kind of they're kind of right now teeter tottering yep. like I don't think it's a bubble either so we probably maybe just for our sake since no one else can tell us not to um, we can eliminate that off the off the table right now right. but do you think it maybe trend down a little bit or well, do you think it might trend
1: up? Totally great question again. And I keep saying that because you've got some good ones. So number one is I think that interest rates, of course, everyone knows that you hear it all over the news, interest rates have gone up, right? Mm -hmm. And that they've gone up dramatically just in the last 90 days, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that'll slow it down. Sure, it's going to taper it down a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it's not high enough where someone's going to be like, "No, I'm not buying a house." Right? You know, that's that's the eight, nine, ten percent mark, For right? Sure. Which we'll never see. Um, the five, six percent mark. Never we're gonna, say never, right? Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. But no, we're we're definitely we're knocking exactly. on wood here, exactly. boys and girls. So, um, the biggest thing is we're just not going to see that. I mean, I think we're going to see slowdown, sure, mm-hmm. but are we going to see anything like go down? No, mm-hmm. of course not. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Not at all. Interesting. No.
0: Anyway. All right. Well, you heard it first. If right. it does, if it does, Come, I guess call, call, call me Josh, back. Right, call, Josh. call me back. Um. So um well i want to ask you this kind of going back to the the pandemic um situation what guidance can you give to someone that's been affected you know we had talked about individuals that went through 2020 Um, even yourself, you know, you went and and purchased a a property during a pandemic. Um, What kind of guidance would you give someone that is impacted, that's trying to borrow money uh, that they need to, right? They need to get a home for their home, the house or something like that. Um, What guidance
1: can you give them? Great. I'm glad you brought that up because honestly, I'm doing a loan right now for someone, as we speak, that's a Ukrainian refugee.
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Right, right. (laughs) So born and raised in Ukraine. Hey, just for the
0: record, everyone, I did not know that.
1: (laughs) This question was on there first. That is perfect. That is perfect. Hashtag support Ukraine. (laughs) But no, I mean, it came to me from a real estate agent down here in Southwest Florida, right? And he's like, what do we do? Like, she's not from, you know, she is a woman, obviously. She's not from the United States, has no credit, has no tax returns. What do we do, right? So a few years ago, Gold Star invented a loan um, where if they have 30% down, it, we don't care about anything else, right? We consider it a rental property because, of course, they're not they're not a citizen of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we consider it a rental property. So that's why we don't need to verify their income. It's a different world, right? So we don't need to verify their income when you have 30% down and it's a rental property, right? right? So anyways, long story short is no credit, no American income, no, no tax returns, no job history. They can be a foreign investor. So we're doing a lot of these in Southwest Florida. So any real estate agent listening legitimately... We get, a, I've done a ton of them for Canadian citizens because we got all the Canadians that hate the cold and still come to Southwest Florida.
0: Mm-hmm. we have done a lot of those. So it's so a it's big deal. Literally what you're saying is they need 30%. That's it. Thank you. That's it. Done. Done. It's an investment property for
1: them. So click the stop
0: button. It's exactly. done recording I, I here. Think
1: that's it. Right. So that's legitimately the reason why um, it's been really popular for us is because Southwest Florida, we see a lot of foreign, German wow, yeah. foreign investors. So that's cool. Yes. That's,
0: uh, and, w- and what do you call that? You said 30%? So, what?
1: so all it is, is a 30%, our 30% down investment loan. That's okay. what we call it. So investment I mean, loans. legitimately they, they do need 30% down. Are the interest rates higher than ever? Yes, of course they are. Mm-hmm. So there's two catches there. Mm-hmm. 30% mm-hmm. down and higher interest rates than normal. Yeah. So interesting.
0: Yep. Cool. All right. I want to know, because you talked about Southwest Florida mm-hmm. and you talk about mm-hmm. Vegas and Minneapolis, yeah. so there's a couple questions I still got to ask yeah. you. Why haven't you just made the commitment all the way to you know come down to Florida all it, the time?
1: It's so funny you say that. So I still have boys um, from a previous relationship. Mm. My boys live up in Minneapolis full time, and they're mm. still young. They're still in school, right? right? So they're thirteen and ten. They're great. They're awesome. I love them to death. But of course, they're still in school. Right there, yeah. So yeah. and of course, mom probably won't let me. You know My you know mother of the children won't, yeah. won't let me bring them down here full time. Yeah, right? I'm hoping and praying they go to school here. Right you know, there you go. Go to college down here.
0: Hey, you need to convince the mother to come yeah. down here too. Exactly. Right, exactly. one big happy blended <laughs> family, and everyone's happy exactly. and sunny florida i think you're right there you go i mean they come and visit usually they don't want to leave right so So true love it all right so we have three questions that we ask every single guest um and so i'm excited to hear these from you um the first question is how has a failure or an apparent failure Mm -hmm. set you up for later success and do you kind of have a favorite failure of yours
1: that's you know i think about that all the time right because of course i mean as a business owner and i've had a few different businesses in my life Mm -hmm. i wish that i would have know dwelled on these failures a little bit more because you know you you see you see a failure a failure happens to mm-hmm. you and you're like yeah you know that wasn't that big of a deal until later on you're like mm-hmm. oh god that was a really bad failure right mm-hmm. so one of my biggest failures and you know this is off the cost. this is me just thinking right out loud right so it's somewhat serious and it's somewhat you know i'd like to think it's serious right but anyways ready so in fourth grade this is a true story fourth grade <laughs> i wrote i wrote i'm not wrote i read a book right in fourth grade right? And then in fifth grade i did the same book for a book report you know so i mean i did a book report in fourth grade Mm -hmm. for this book did a fifth grade book report for the same book right and then sixth grade did the same book report for the f- same book, right? So you mean
0: smart, you know. Thank yeah. you. That's you're, what I'm saying. Time management. You're, you're, you're working smarter, not That's harder.
1: Right. Here's where I got busted. So the sixth grade teacher is having like a cigarette or coffee break because, you know, I'm older. So in the, you know, the student, like, you know, not student, but the teacher, like faculty lounge, faculty lounge. right? Yeah, yeah, Have yeah, a go- yeah. And they're like, oh, God, Josh Lund did a really good book report on this book. This, you know, in this is the sixth grade teacher to the fourth grade teacher. And she's like, what book? And she's like, you know, eight. I don't remember what ABC or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah, button, yeah. but, and she's like, Dr. Seuss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So because so of course I took the notes, you know, the first time, the fourth grade, you know, I got like, a, oh, D, I got a yeah. D yeah. and she gave me some notes and then I got the, you know, the, the fifth grade. Thank yeah. you. Got yeah. one up. And then of course it was like an A plus in sixth yeah. grade, bro. So yeah. I think I th- should be like, you know, but I mean, of course my fail, why is this a failure? Because I probably should have read more. <laughs> you know what I mean, but i think it was like time management you know so my mom was like kind of mad at me when i got busted but dad's like i think that was kind of smart <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty funny uh, that's right? actually funny yeah. um i uh i think it's smart i mean obviously <laughs> you're kind of bending the uh I the th- rules in the sense they never said you couldn't i was gonna so. say in in the fine print did they say that you couldn't use a report from a previous year <laughs> probably you shouldn't
1: it? you probably should know that but yeah no, probably
0: wasn't uh It was probably more uh, ethical that you, you know, you broke maybe the ethics in the sense. But I mean, (laughs) legally, legally, the contract. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whatever. Love it. So, um, all right. Well, we obviously uh, are inundated with our businesses and sometimes uh, we lose focus. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, you've kind of lost that focus temporarily. Mm -hmm. What do you do? And I, how do you overcome that? I wish I could say, like, working out, probably with, like, everyone else says,
1: like, let's go work out, man. I mean, as you know, I mean, I'm a bigger dude, so I don't want a big workout. Me right. both, ready <laughs> So, I mean, of course, it's not working out, right? Yeah. So, honestly, I do see that more and more, especially I've been in the business for, you know, over 20 years. So, mm-hmm. legitimately, it's easy to get sidetracked, especially when you've got nine other pro- projects oh, going sure. on outside of real estate, right? right. Or, or lending. So, um, to really task it down, I really still am old school, and I don't do anything on the computer. Like I do, you know, of course, emails and stuff. But when I want to do like notes, I legitimately still hand, like handwrite notes, and I'm yeah. like, okay, you got to reel it in. Like I'll just like you know, I'm self like a self medicator, right? Like you know, I'll know, I'll be like, I'll identify it and say to myself, mm-hmm. okay, you really got to reel it in here. You know, what I mean? yeah. you're, you're ading yourself all over the board for sure. For so sure. all I do is like legitimately task manage like on a piece of paper. I have my little spiral like trapper keeper mm-hmm. book thing, yeah, and I legitimately like. Even if I'm losing today, like mentally, like it's already five o'clock, I'm already checked out yeah, and I'm already like, okay, I got to go have a cigar. Uh, before I go, I'll be like, okay, dummy, here's what you got to do tomorrow. You yeah. got to get this done. You got to get this. You got to yep. get that. So I'll at least make it seem like I'm trying to set up my agenda for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not doing anything today because I'm already like, you just said like checked out. Checked out. out yeah. Gone, focused, right? yep. So I'll just be like, okay at least do something,
0: right? Come up, set yourself thing. up for tomorrow. Exactly. Since tomorrow or today is, exactly. t- is done. Right? Correct. Correct. Right. Exactly.
1: So that's exactly what I do. I'm all super old school. I wish it was something fun. Like, yes, I do chai yoga, <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or whatever it's called. I wish I did that, but yeah. I, I just, I'm not that guy. I, I hear you.
0: Right. You're not that guy. Yeah, you're, not, you're, not, you're not that guy. Exactly. Um, no, I, uh, I hear you on that. I mean, I, I don't, The unfocused part, I do love the gym, but that's in the morning. Right. That's kind of something to get me going for the day and and whatnot. Not really unfocused. I actually love sticky notes. Um, So do I. Sticky notes is like my favorite thing. 3M, hashtag 3M Minnesota. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Maybe that's why we love it. I have the sticky notes (laughs) like on the computer. It's not the same though. I want them handwritten and I want them on my monitor, on my desk, whatever it might be. And a legal pad, like those good old legal pads that you can tear out when you're done. Yep. Oh my gosh, the to-do lists on those things are the most Correct. focused mo- anything you could ever have, and I, I love it. I yep. love it. That's so me good to the T. Yeah, to-do to a T. Maybe that's just Midwest. You know? Probably that's what we we're Probably. born doing. Right. Um, what are some bad recommendations or advice you hear in your industry?
1: You know, a lot of times we get, I hear other real estate agents, and this is not a pick on real estate agents, but I do hear a lot of real estate agents Or I'm told from my clients, like, hey, my real estate agent that I'm working with, they told me to shop around from like four or five different mortgage lenders, Mm -hmm. right? And a lot of times that's not a good thing. I mean, you would think as a real estate agent, I'm doing my client justice, right? I'm like- you know, yeah, shop around, get three or four quotes Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times that's not a good thing to do because of the fact they get their credit pulled at three or four different lenders and, you know, and one of them promises them something that they can't come through for or, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So a lot of times I always just like, listen, just save yourself time. Just work with one amazing lender, you know, and that you know and trust and that will just get it done and do what they say they're going to do. Yeah that's usually what the biggest thing is, right? Yeah, so, and
0: and maybe it's too like, maybe they need to reword it too because I think one yeah. of the thing is they're giving those three examples and, and or three recommendations, which kind of realtors are supposed to have yeah. to do, yep. right? But it's, well, first of all, figure out, do you like the person? You know, don't go be pulling credit and don't go down this path. Don't waste anyone's time either. Right. right? Like, you know, the person's obviously buying a house is probably worth the time is worth something. The lender, too. Right. So, like, you know, maybe drive a little bit, see if it's thing and then kind of go down the path. If the three recommendations are good from a good realtor then any of those three probably can. Get you a loan, right? But it's okay. figure out which one you like working with the best, then go down that path. But yeah, pulling credit nowadays on three, four different times. Yeah. And
1: it's, it's just out of control, bad. right? And you you gotta work with someone too as a real estate agent that brings value. You know, mm-hmm. everyone everyone like me can or any banker can get a mortgage completed, a standard yeah. under the mill. Like right. what other values are you getting? What other features and benefits are you getting from,
0: from your lender? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So hundred percent. That's the biggest thing that I always tell everybody. Love it. Love it. Words of wisdom. Right. Josh right, right, right. Well, good. Well, if you can't believe it, we are already almost out of time here. So um, we are wrapping it up. Um, Josh, <laughs> thank you again for joining us. Of course. Uh, fun fact for everyone listening. Uh, Josh is back and forth. We're trying to get him on for a long time. Right? We finally got him here. We <laughs> we got him down in the Southwest Florida. So I love um, it. it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thank you so much for all your wisdom. And uh, it was a great time.
1: Yeah. No, thank you for having me. Legitimately, I love, love the magazine. I really do. I love being a part of it. I love it so much. I joined, I joined the magazine up in.
0: Yeah. You're in the Twin Cities Real Producers as well. So uh, he's in both and he gets to go to even more events and whatnot. So. It's perfect. So, well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. Um, As always, RP Experience is extremely thrilled to have you here. Um, We're here at VentureX in the podcast studio. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Thanks,